0: This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. Election lawsuits already being filed. Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation is sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. Let's talk about Pennsylvania first, because, of course, we have a pretty close Senate race there. And one of the lawsuits involves a requirement that ballots have a date on them, a a handwritten date. So what's behind that requirement and uh, why is that in court?
1: Well, the requirement is... In the statute for casting a mail in ballot, you know, when you, when you fill out a mail in ballot here in Washington state, you have to sign the outside of the envelope and you know, there's a place to put the date. Mm-hmm. You can also put your phone number or email address if you want them to contact you. If there's a problem with your ballot, but that's optional. And as far as I can tell, putting the date on the envelope is optional. Apparently that's not true in Pennsylvania where mail in ballots that lack. An accurate handwritten date on the exterior envelopes are not counted. Uh, this is just it comes down from a decision in the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court, which ruled these ballots out. They actually issued a second ruling clarifying what constitutes an incorrect date. Fetterman, the Senate nominee, has gone to court to overturn the State Supreme Court's decision, making a, an argument under the U.S. Civil Rights Act of 1964 that says that people cannot be kept from voting based on what his lawsuit calls technical requirements that are needless.
0: Right. And then I see there was a suit in Arizona because the ballot tabulation machines failed temporarily.
1: Right. The other issue in Maricopa County on Tuesday which is going to, you know, d- delay the results for Arizona, and and we won't know for sure who won the governor's race or the Senate race, is that the ballot counting machines in about 20% of their vote centers in Maricopa County, so in about 45 vote centers, the machines didn't work. So the ballots couldn't be scanned and had to be, they they were placed in secure bins inside tabulating machines. So it's non-trivial, but at the same time, technical problems do happen. And it doesn't look like voter disenfranchisement. The the, the the ballots have been secured. They will be counted. They're just being counted later than than Tuesday. But of course, Dave, every time something like this happens, Donald Trump and other conspiracy theorists, usually on the right, start claiming that it's you know yeah, it's fraud. Course.
0: Just for reference, in case we do have another flurry of fraud suits, what would be an acceptable piece of evidence to prove vote fraud?
1: Yeah, I, I think you'd have to show a significant discrepancy between the, the vote count and the votes contained on paper ballots. You know, I, when I'm, I say significant, I mean a discrepancy that uh, compares to the margin in the, in the suit, in, in the election, right? Uh, and you'd have to show intent. The thing about fraud, the word gets thrown around a lot, but the standard for fraud is pretty high. You have to show intent. To deceive, there there can be screw-ups. Uh, evidently, someone goofed up with the Maricopa County ballot counting machines. They they were tested, but twenty percent of them still broke. But that's not fraud, right? That's just uh, maybe it's incompetence. But uh, but fraud is you know fraud is like Lyndon Baines Johnson, you know, in in Texas, the nineteen thirties, and like boxes of ballots suddenly showing up yeah. that tipped the race in his favor. That, that, I mean, we know what fraud is, right? It, it's, right. Dave, we've had two presidential elections in a row where the candidate who lost claimed that the election was illegitimate. First, Hillary Clinton claimed that she uh, lost the election because the Russians interfered. But the Senate Intelligence Committee came out with its bipartisan report saying there was no evidence that the russians changed the result of the election there's evidence that they tried to manipulate voter sentiment through social media. Jimmy Carter said in 2019 that Trump was illegitimate and didn't actually win the election. Fast forward to 2020 and and Trump really amps it up, starts declaring that unless he wins it's fraud. The thing is I, in my view looking at the red wave that never materialized this week, I think it, what it shows is that election denial is not a very good political strategy if you want to win elections. No. I think a lot of I – think, I think a lot of uh, – most Democrats, uh, a lot of independents, and I think a significant number of Republicans were disturbed by the election deniers – and said this is not acceptable, I, I think that's why Joe Kent is losing in the third congressional district, yeah you know the, so so the Democrats campaigned on two themes that I think saved their bacon in this midterm election one was uh, woman's right to choose, and then secondly, they really hammered on election denial and threats to democracy, and I think that really resonated with a lot of voters who might otherwise have just voted their pocketbooks and you know, flip Congress by a wide margin. So I, I hope the election results, when all is said and done, show that election denial is a terrible electoral strategy for, for candidates. And we, you know, Republicans need to stop nominating people who are bad at politics by choosing stupid strategies.
0: Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Dave.